0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And with your spirit.
0: To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy.
0: Christ, have mercy.
1: Christ, have mercy.
0: Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy.
0: Glory to God in the highest, and And on on earth peace peace to people of goodwill. goodwill. We We praise you, you, we bless you, you, we we adore you, you, we we glorify you, you. we give you thanks for your great glory. glory. You You alone alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, Christ, with with the the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the the Father. Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, increase our faith, hope, and charity. And make us love what you command, so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever.
2: Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the sons of Israel this, You must not molest the stranger or oppress him, for you lived as strangers in the land of Egypt. You must not be harsh with the widow or the orphan, If you are harsh with them, they will surely cry out to me, and be sure I shall hear their cry. My anger will flare, and I shall kill you with the sword. Your own wives will be widows, your own children orphans. If you lend money to any of my people, to any poor man among you, you must not play the usherer, with him. You must not demand interest from him. If you take another's cloak as a pledge, you must give it back to him before sunset. It is all the covering he has. It is the cloak he wraps his body in. What else would he sleep in? If he cries to me, I will listen, for I am full of pity. The word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be to God.
2: I love you, Lord, my strength.
3: I love you, Lord, my strength.
2: I love you, Lord, my strength. My rock, my fortress, my saviour. My God is the rock where I take refuge. My shield, my mighty help, my stronghold. The Lord is worthy of all praise. When I call, I am saved from my foes.
3: I love you, Lord, my strength.
2: Long life to the Lord, my rock. Praise be the God who saves me. He has given great victories to his king and shown his love for his anointed.
3: I love you, Lord, my strength. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. You observed the sort of life we lived when we were with you, which was for your instruction, and you were led to become imitators of us and of the Lord, and it was with the joy of the Holy Spirit that you took to the gospel, in spite of the great opposition all around you. This has made you the great example of all believers in Macedonia and Achaia, since it was from you that the word of the Lord started to spread, and not only throughout Macedonia and achaia for the news of your faith in God has spread everywhere. We do not need to tell other people about it. Others tell us how we started the work among you, how you broke with idolatry when you were converted to God and became servants of the real living God. And how you are now waiting for Jesus, his son, whom he raised from the dead, to come from heaven to save us from the retribution which is coming. The word of the Lord.
2: Thanks be to God.
3: Alleluia, alleluia. All who love me will keep my words, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them. Alleluia. The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew.
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they got together and, to disconcert him, one of them put a question Master, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus said, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second resembles it. You must love your neighbour as yourself. On these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets also. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: All right, everyone, take a deep breath. We're going to get theological here. Uh, Look, hopefully this isn't going to be too highbrow or, you know, too difficult to listen to. Sometimes it's hard to kind of do some heady stuff without, you know, a text in front of you. But, you know, stick with me. We'll see if this works. Now, we get this greatest commandment from Christ, right? And I think often because it's a commandment, our mind immediately goes to, okay, How do I love God? How do I love my neighbor? You know, we immediately jump to kind of the moral implication of the commandment itself. But keep your eyes on Jesus first, because he is the embodiment of this commandment. The one who loves his father with all his heart, his soul, his mind, his strength. The one who loves his neighbor as himself. And this is put fully on display as he hangs upon the cross, commending his life into God's hands and laying down his life for his neighbour. So I think that's point one, right? That Jesus himself is the exemplar of what this commandment actually means. But take a tiny little step back for a second. Why is it that God gives this as a commandment for the human person? Well, it's precisely because this is the fulfilment of the human person. This is what's going to make us most truly us. To live our lives in perfect love, that this is what God has made us for, and that this is going to be the full flourishing of our life. Now, we shouldn't be surprised at this. Why? Well, because we're made in the image and likeness of God. And and who is God? God is love. Is it any wonder then that love is going to be the key which unlocks the fullness of human life? But take a second. We hear that phrase, God is love, God is love, God is love. And, you know, do we really pause to consider what that actually means? I think often we sort of interpret that as, well, God loves. He loves me. He loves you. He loves creation. It's like, no, 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 no. The Apostle John doesn't say that God loves. He says God is love. His very being is love. God is a communion of persons. His Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is the eternal exchange of love between the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father gives himself fully to the Son, and the Son returns his love to the Father, and from this love proceeds the Holy Spirit. Now, it's hard for us to wrap our heads around that, but perhaps a little image can help. I mean, every image of God is always going to be imperfect, so bear that in mind. But the fathers of the church describe the Trinity like this. The father is the one who kisses. The son is the one who is kissed. And the Holy Spirit is the kiss that is shared between them. This is the thing. This is who God is. It's not just what he does. He is love. So here's the upshot. If we're going to be in the presence of God for eternity, if we're going to be drawn into that eternal exchange of love of the Trinity, if we're going to be made capable of existing in heaven, we need to be made capable of loving. This is that ecstatic, self-forgetting kind of love which makes a perfect gift of self to the other. That's the project. That's the plan. God is drawing us to himself. He's attracting us to eternity with him. But we need to be made capable of loving as he loves. But what do we know about ourselves? (laughs) Uh, We don't really love like that, though, do we? We're sinners. We're fallen. Our preoccupations are most commonly with ourselves, with our needs, our wants, with our reputations, our egos. We struggle to make a gift of ourselves to others in the way that the Father gives himself totally to the Son. We're not ready for heaven yet, let's face it. So what does God do? Right? He looks at sinful humanity and he heals us. He gives us the gift of forgiveness and then he gives us grace to love in a supernatural way, to love in a way that goes beyond our natural capacity. And that's, that's something we receive firstly as a gift, right? The gift of charity, you know, faith, hope, charity, gift of charity. But then that's also a virtue that, you know, we've got to practice. We've got to hone our skills. So what does Jesus tell us? Here is the most important commandment. To love. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. To love your neighbor as yourself. So, what's the deal with this supernatural love, this this godlike kind of love? Look at it this way. Our love is always a bit mixed, because in some way, our love is always fulfilling some kind of need, some kind of desire within us. Purely human love, as noble and as beautiful as it is, is always seeking to fulfill some kind of emptiness in us. It's never purely selfless. That doesn't make it bad. But God has no needs. He's the fullness of existence. He seeks nothing for himself. You know, every action he does is a pure gift. It's entirely about the other. It's supernatural love. And if you want to know what that looks like, look at the cross of Jesus. It's pure. It's supernatural love. There's nothing in it for himself. It is a perfect gift. You know, St. Bernard of Clairvaux wrote that when he looked at the crucifix, he saw Christ's five wounds as lips speaking to him the words, I love you. And see, that's what God is accomplishing for us. He gives us the example of supernatural love. In Jesus. He gives us the healing that makes us capable of supernatural love. In Jesus. And he gives us the strength to pursue supernatural love. Through Jesus. Why? To make us capable of coming into the presence of God. Who is love. And so we get the great commandment. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And the second is like it, to love your neighbour as yourself. In other words, I will make you capable of love. Now, go and love. All right, how are you going out there? Hanging in there? Let me summarise it this way. To get into heaven, you need to be able to fulfil... The necessary condition. The greatest commandment. You've got to learn to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And to love your neighbour as yourself. You can't live with God, who is love, without loving like he loves. So, okay, great. Let's get practical then. Let's take a step back from the theological. How do I do that? How do I set about loving the Lord my God in that way? Well, I'll give you one first little step. We need to discover the love that God has for us. If our hearts have grown a bit lukewarm, or even a bit cold, it's probably because we've grown insensitive to the myriad of ways that God expresses his love for us each and every day. First off, look at Christ, the redemption that he accomplished for you. It's very easy to hold the cross of Christ at a distance as a kind of historical event and be regretful about, you know, how much suffering he went through, but where am I in that picture? Where am I in Jesus' mind and in his heart? But then from there, how does God bless me each and every day of my life? Our awareness of the love of God is what inspires our ability to love him back. With everything that we've got, our heart, our mind, our strength, not because we were being commanded to, but because he loved us first. So I'd say a first little step in loving God, gratitude. Okay, what's a first little step then in loving our neighbour as ourselves? Well, how about this? Everyone around you, God loves. Now, that can be a bit of a challenge to us, especially if we're surrounded by dirtbags. But consider this. The very fact of their existence is a sign that God loves them. Because if God didn't love them, he wouldn't hold them in existence. So, if God loves them, shouldn't I love what God loves? Given that I'm one who loves God. If God gives them the gift of life then shouldn't I rejoice in the fact that God is pleased to give them the gift of life? That the very first little step that I can take in loving my neighbour is to rejoice in the fact that they exist. Because God rejoices in the fact that they exist. Now, that can be really hard, especially for people who we count as enemies. People who may have made us suffer. People who really are a struggle for us. But how about, as a very first little step, to be glad that there is a you? If we make a start on that journey, we've made a start on our road to heaven. And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the the Father Father Almighty, Almighty, creator Creator of of heaven heaven and and earth. earth, the Holy Catholic Church, the the communion communion of of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread,
1: I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.